Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Good morning to you and your family. Believe God that it is well with you, well with your family, well with your children, well with all that you do, well with your spouses. And for those who are not married yet, I believe it is well with you. God bless you today, strengthen you, quicken you, establish you in his divine purpose. Exodus chapter 22 verse 16 to 21 now the priest of Midian had seven daughters and they came and drew water and filled the trough to water their father's flock and the shepherds came and drove them away but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock and when they came to Rehul their father he said how is it that ye are come so soon today. And they said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds and also drew water enough for us and watered the flock. And he said unto his daughters, And where is he? Why is it that ye have left the man? Call him. Call him that he may eat bread and Moses was content to dwell with the man. And he gave Moses Zipporah, his daughter. He gave Moses Zipporah, his daughter. We started gleaning some deep insights from the life of the man that God used to train, guide, and prepare Moses for the great assignment of delivering his people from captivity. And we have established that Moses was raised by a man who tolerated no excuse. No excuse. He challenged his seven daughters and trained them to become bold and courageous shepherds. Not only did they train them, he also gave them tough and challenging assignments. Very tough one. He sent them to places where they were resisted, places where wicked and dangerous shepherds did not consider the agenda, did not consider if they were girls or boys. They drove them away, drove them away until Moses stood for them. This morning, the third thing about Jethro that I want us to look at very critically and very importantly is that he monitored, questioned, queried, and demanded accountability. He monitored, questioned, queried, and demanded accountability. In Exodus chapter 2 verse 18, the Bible says, and when they came to Rehul, their father, he said, how is it? How? How come? How is it that you are come so soon today? So he knew the challenges associated with their assignment and also had an idea of how long it should take them to conclude their assignment. When they returned too early, he queried them. How come? How come? Why did you return so soon today? He asked. The girls were not allowed to go on an endless journey with the flock of Jethro. They were not allowed to come back too soon either. Jethro knew when to expect his girls 
and the flock. And when he saw them too soon, he challenged them. He queried them. Friends, how accountable are you? You cannot be used of the Lord to certain dimensions of God's glory and grace until you deliberately stay accountable. How accountable are you? It seems to me that we live in a generation that hates accountability. The church seems to be producing people, leaders, and even disciples that love everything. They love everything but accountability. They love to sing. They love to preach. They love to worship. They love to dance. They love to build. They love to do this and that. But one thing that they hate to do is to be queried and to be held accountable. We do not want to be monitored, not queried. We seem to forget that one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. If there is no form of control in your life, then God can not trust your faithfulness. Oh yes, oh yes. If you do not expect any form of accountability, you are in a relationship, no accountability. A pastor, no accountability. A leader, no accountability. A disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, no accountability. The leader of the worship team, no accountability. Prayer coordinator, no accountability. You don't want accountability. How can God trust a man that will not give account? How? 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 You want to leave and carry out your assignment like, like, I don't know, like a rebel, like a rebel. You want to do what you feel, when you feel, and however you feel. That's the right way to do it. Then sorry, you cannot be used by the Lord. No, that's one of the problems in our churches today. We have produced prophets, apostles, teachers who are not accountable, not to God, not to those that God have, 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 has placed over them. Men, women, youth, boys and girls who will be used by the Lord must be ready to subject their lives to scrutiny. They must be ready to be accountable unto God and unto men. Many have been greatly offended, greatly offended because they were called to account to account for the assignment delegated to them, called to account for the responsibility assigned to them. How often hear people say, well, I don't want anyone to ask me about this. I don't want anybody to ask me about that. I don't want to be told what to do. Oh, yes, but a man who cannot be accountable to a higher authority must not be assigned any responsibility. I say that again, a man a woman, a preacher, a disciple, a person who cannot be accountable to a higher authority must not be assigned any responsibility. Even chief executive officers of companies have a board 
they must report to. Who are you accountable to? How do you feel and react when you are queried and monitored? Moses could not step into his prophetic assignment until God sent him to a man, Jethro, a man that would hold him to account, a man that would train him not to be a leader with excuses, not to be a servant of Jesus with excuses, a man that did not tolerate excuses from his girls. How would such a man tolerate any excuse from Moses? A man that was going to query him, give him tough assignment and expect result. Jesus spoke to the matters of accountability in Luke chapter 13, verse 6 to 9. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Three years, cut it down. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? Why does it encumber the ground? But he answered verse 8 and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well, but if not, after that, you can cut it down. After three years of ground use, three years of ground use, the owner of the vineyard came seeking for fruit. It was a time of reckoning. It was a time of accountability. Where is your fruit? Behold, there was no fruit. There was no fruit. Cut it down. It is bad investment to put resources into what is unaccountable. Oh, brothers and sisters, I pray that you will not be found wanting on the day of accountability. I pray, I pray, I pray. For a time will come, whether we like it or not, when the Father, the owner of the vineyard, will place a demand on us, a demand of accountability on our gift, on our calling. A time will come when the master will return to settle account with us, to settle account with you. That is when he would say, Behold, I gave you so and so talent. I gave you so and so gift. What have you done with it? How come you return too early from the field? How come you are sleeping and resting when you should be on the mountain top seeking the face of the Father? Jethro asked his girls, How come you return too early? The assignment I gave to you demands time, demands attention and focus. The assignment I gave to you demands your due diligence. How come you return so quickly? It is impossible to come back so soon if you have truly labored alone without an extra support and an external help. Oh man of God. Oh, woman of God, how come you have concluded preparation for your assignment so quickly? How come you barely spent 15 minutes on your knees to pray some careless tongues? 
look through the internet to find a message in 20 minutes and in 35 minutes you are done and ready to go and preach how come you are ready so quickly how come you are ready too soon you simply pick a book from the shelf and look at a chapter and just yank off the chapter to go and preach to God's people without praying without meditating without giving due diligence to that assignment how come how come you are ready so quickly the Lord is asking mm -mm, the assignment I've given to you the responsibilities I've given to you takes time takes time how come you have come back so quickly by the estimation of heaven the assignment allocated to you requires three days of fasting and praying meditation and deep interaction with God in the place of prayer but you have hurriedly concluded everything in 35 minutes. Heaven is asking my friend, how come you have prepared so quickly? Dear prophet, dear prophet, you have become so repetitive. It seems you now have a template that you just rehearse and modify to suit the occasion. There is no fresh word, no fresh prophecy, no fresh encounter. What we hear is a general statement that has no power. Why? You have returned from the Father's presence so quickly. So quickly. You hurriedly went into the place of prayer. And before the Father's heart would be revealed, you had hurried out of his presence because there is another Facebook show, another administration, another activity, another conference to be involved in, another business deal. Unfortunately, there is no one to query and monitor your spiritual progress. No one to challenge and hold you to account. You have no Jethro over your life. So dangerous. You have deceived yourself so badly without you realizing that there is an ongoing conversation behind the scene. The master is asking for a permanent elimination of your prophetic ministry because it has not produced any tangible fruit that God is pleased with. Their worshipper, their singer, their drummer, their instrumentalist, their evangelist, how come you have not given attention to the development of the gift and the grace of God upon your life? How come? You are so used to singing that you don't even need to wait on God and prepare yourself for the work that God has committed into your hands. My dear friend, how accountable are you? I see people jumping from place to place, one church to another, one conference to another, one pastor to another, simply because they do not want to be accountable. If you cannot be accountable, you cannot be used by God. I tell you, you cannot be used by God. Before God would use Moses, there was a first attempt by Moses to go and do the works of God. And the Lord said, no, we don't work like that in this kingdom. In Egypt, you can do that. But in this kingdom, we don't work like that. You have to go back. We send you to Jethro where you will be trained, disciplined, and helped to become what we want you to be. Jethro monitored, queried, and held his daughters to account. How come you are back so soon? He asked. Accountability is critical for your commendation and recommendation. It is dangerous 
not to be accountable. It is dangerous not to be accountable. Will you give account of your stewardship? You will give account of your marriage. You will give account of your relationship. Yes. You are doing things in secret. You are in a relationship with that man and it's all about sex, all about sexual immorality. Nobody knows, <laughs> but he knows. One day, one day, dear sister, one day, dear brother, you will give account. You will settle account with him. It's time for you to be accountable. It's time to bring that relationship to light and submit it under, under leadership, under God's instituted leadership, where you will be monitored, where you will be queried, where you will be disciplined, and where you will be helped, where you'll be held accountable. You will give account of your speech. For every man will give account of every idle word. The things you have said behind the scene concerning your parent, concerning your wife, concerning your husband, concerning your church, concerning your people, concerning God's people. The things you have said, you will give account one day. Are you ready for that, my friend? You will give account of your actions, your thoughts, your gifts, your ways, your way of life. You will give account. A man that is unwilling to be accountable cannot be trusted both by God and earth. Will you submit your life and everything they are into God and God chosen leadership over your life? Will you surrender all to Jesus and allow him use his men to query, to challenge, to hold you to account? Will you allow the word of God to scrutinize your life. The word of God is a mirror. When you look at it, when we behold as in a mirror, we see ourselves. We are held to account. Will you surrender and submit yourself to the process of accountability that will help you become what God wants you to be? Father, Lord, I thank you this morning for the privilege of fellowship. Thank you for the opportunity to share this word. Lord, I pray that you will help us. Help us. Help my brother out there. Help my sister out there. Help the fathers, the mothers, the prophets, the pastors, the apostles, the teachers, the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to be accountable. We are ready. We we, we bring our lives to bear before you and we ask you to help us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I commend you to God this morning and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. God bless you, love you, and greetings in Jesus' name. Amen. You're my friend. And you are my brother, even though you are the king of kings, and I love you more than any other, so much more than anything. Oh. oh, oh.